and welcome to Banking Transform. I'm your host, Jim Roos, owner and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the Financial Brand. The pandemic has caused many banks to rethink branch network strategy. For banks to be positioned for a future that includes greater reliance on digital delivery, organizations must explore ways that technology can enable stronger human interactions as well. It is clear that the role of branches has changed dramatically over the past decade and even more so over the past year. But the importance of human connection still remains. But what is the right balance of physical and digital delivery for the future? And what is needed to transition to these new models? We are fortunate today to have Mindy Marcolo, head of the U.S. Branch Network at City, to discuss the future of branch delivery systems and how to support growth with new delivery models. Welcome to the show, Mindy. I'm so happy to have you on the show today, not only because of your 30 plus year history in retail and small business banking, but because the industry is so interested in how City is positioned in the marketplace of mega banks, regional players, community organizations, tech firms, and fintech startups. You know, Mindy, while your title says you're the head of U.S. branch network in City, you also have a role in the positioning of City from a customer service personalization, customer retention, and competitive positioning at City in the overall banking ecosystem. Can you share a little bit about your background and some of your duties that you have at City? Sure, and thank you so much uh, for having me here today. It is a true honor and pleasure. Um, as you shared, I have spent my career in retail banking, and I've been here at City for 10 years. I really am a career retail banker, and I started my career in branch management. Earlier in my career, I spent a lot of time leading teams through mergers and acquisitions. And, you know, as we went through the rapid consolidation that occurred in the industry in the late 90s and early 2000s, and the cultural change that comes with integration and evolutionary strategies was something that I got exposed to during this time. Um, and I really think it's been instrumental as we think about transforming uh, business models. I also spent time on the strategic design of retail and branch banking models over the years. In this work, I focused on the client and how we evolve our models to build deep relationships with customers and to create experiences for customers that help them achieve their long-term financial goals and objectives. In my current role as the head of the U.S. branch network here at City, I'm responsible for our branch business in the U.S. Um, and this includes all of our city colleagues who work in our branches and who serve our customers, as well as the leaders who lead and support them. In addition, my team is responsible for the physical distribution and our ATM network. Uh, we also have a team on my team that focuses on transformational strategies to support both client and employee experiences in our branches and our sales and service and operational strategies to make sure that we run a sound business that best serves our clients. One of the greatest things about my role is the branch is the face of city to our customers and my team collaborates with businesses across city to bring the best to city to our clients throughout their lives. So it's a really fun and exciting job. You know, it's interesting. My wife was in retail before she was in another side of the business, but she was in the store side of retail and she then went to the digital side of retail. And part of the challenge she had was the store side saw her almost as the enemy. It's, it's hard to make it so that 
you know, store employees or branch employees don't feel threatened by the digital transformation we're going through. So from your perspective, what do you see as the future role of branches and how is city viewing the use and reconfiguration of current branch footprints in the future? Yeah, so uh, we don't really see it that way, right? And if you put a client-centric hat on, our employees in the branches want to provide our customers with the best possible experience. And some of that is about leading the cultural change around transformation. Our employees spend time to educate the client around the digital capabilities that they have with us. And when when they do that, they know the client's going to have a richer experience. So for for us at City, the way we think about this is the future of banking isn't just about the physical experience in a branch, or it's not just about the digital experience. It's really about both. Our goal is to create a rich customer experience. That's really core to our strategy. And when you start with that premise, then our employees follow along because they want that client to have the best that City has to offer. And so we've been building this journey of both physical and digital for a while now. And we're, we're responding to the client's need for flexibility and convenience and control over their banking experience, married up with advice and guidance that we can give them through a branch footprint. And so, you know, we're really thinking about this in terms of an N versus an OR, and that permeates through to our employees in the branches. They they get excited about when a client is able to um, have a really good experience with a digital capability you know, that really got accelerated as we went through the pandemic and our bankers played a really important role in helping the client learn how to bank digitally because they were afraid to, to leave their homes. And and so all of those things, I think, are working together to provide a unique experience for clients. And so you see the number of branches over the next three to five years of city expanding, contracting, remaining roughly the same. I think you're really close to 700 branches right now. How do you see it changing over time? So we think our position in the market is it's unique, right? We have a footprint of branches that is centered around uh, six of the most important cities in the United States. And we're really proud of that footprint because it really positions us well for the increasingly digital orientation that customers are, are expecting. And the way we're looking at at this is that we are providing a high-tech and high-touch experience to to clients, and we think we're well-positioned to do so. We're a little bit ahead of the game in that we have a light footprint in these cities. And as you know, branches can be expensive, and we're not really burdened by too many locations. So we think we're well-positioned in the cities where we have physical environment, um, especially as consumers lean into digital for routine transactions and interactions, which are, you know, it's those routine transactions that historically created this dependency on the physical branch. So what we're seeing from customers is that they're shifting away from this need to have a branch on every street corner Uh, So customers are no longer coming like they did years ago. They're no longer coming in every Friday to cash a paycheck. Instead, they're using other channels like ATM, mobile, direct deposit um, as a way to handle those basic routine transactions. And so the the physical branch becomes more of a want. You know, it's something they want um, when they need advice and guidance. 
And so we're looking at our, our footprint that way. I mean, we will always look at ways to optimize our, our footprint. We want to make sure that we're renovating branches, that we're relocating them, that we're in high opportunity markets. And at times we'll close them and we'll open new ones. But we feel really great about how well positioned we are in the cities where we have footprint. So you mentioned a little bit about the technology you brought into the branches. Uh, You know, we obviously both go back to the days when Fridays, middle of the month and end of the month, we'd have lines out the door of people cashing checks before direct deposit was a thing. And, And just an amazing change in the way that branches are used. What are some of the technology you brought into the branches recently that really helped facilitate not only the service aspect, but overall the customer engagement aspect of, of the branch? Yeah, so you're right. I mean, there are a lot of changes that uh, we're thinking about as we think about how consumers want to interact with us. So it's no longer about uh, coming in and doing basic transactions. It's more about an experience when they come into the branch. And we were challenged this year, like all banks were with the pandemic and something that I didn't think I would ever experience in my life where uh, consumers were afraid to leave their home or were under lockdown orders. Even clients who are not digitally savvy figured out how to use digital capabilities to bank. And we saw that. We saw that in droves. And and once clients tried out digital capabilities, some of which had existed for some time, they they loved them and they've continued to do it. An example of that is mobile, mobile check deposit, right? So clients were receiving their stimulus checks or other checks, and they didn't want to leave their homes. And so we educated them on how to use mobile check deposit. And we did that through how-to videos and emails and even banker-assisted walkthroughs. And what we saw is that mobile check deposits at Citi increased 40% during that pandemic, and it's continued. People used it and loved it. And now mobile check deposits account for 41% of all checks deposited at Citi. So this is an example of how the ease of technology, once the client learned how to use it, is something that they embraced. Um, now, we also looked at the need for human connection, right? And, and in the end, we are all social beings. We like to connect with other humans and Banking is an emotive event, especially for the big decisions in someone's financial lives. And so we decided that we wanted to provide an avenue for clients to maintain that human connection with their banker. And we introduced video banking. And it's been an exciting way that we're using technology as another way to create the human interaction. So uh, we basically brought the human touch to the client through a high-tech interaction. We are, in essence, going to the client. And what's cool about this is that clients are able to engage with a banker that they trust from the comfort of their own home. And we have gotten fantastic feedback about this from clients. Uh, They say that they feel like they're in the bank branch, They love meeting with the banker uh, that they already have a relationship with. They love seeing the team in in the branch. And it's been great for us as well. We've met kids and significant others and even pets. And um, the outcome's been fantastic. Our remote account opening just in Q1 of this year represented 11% of new deposits. And so this technology was a way 
for us to connect with our clients in a way that made them comfortable, that allowed us to provide advice and guidance. And it also gives us the opportunity to extend our reach to clients. Um, We've met with customers who've moved to new cities, and we are providing a face-to-face way to bank with us that's virtual. So that's interesting because when you mentioned video banking, I was thinking the machine in the branch that has the video teller. And this is even more of a, a, a better environment because it's actually communicating from your home with a banker that in the past was only available either by phone or actually meeting in person in, in a physical setting. So you really, was this something that came out of the pandemic then? It was. I mean, we had done a test and learn. It was something we were we were excited about before the pandemic. And we had done a test and learn in New York and had really great outcomes from it in the fourth quarter of 2019. And of course, the pandemic hit in March and uh, we quickly uh, launched the capability uh, using Zoom. Uh, And it was, you know, look, consumers really rapidly got got accustomed to Zoom as a tool, whether it is yeah. meeting with family, uh, having a happy hour with college friends, exercising, or, or talking to a doctor. So it was the perfect timing to accelerate the tool as a way to bring the human connection to our clients. When you talk about branch engagement, you're, you're really, and talking about the future branches, you're, you have to look beyond the redesign of a branch more than the, the beyond the physical structure. You have to look at role changes. How have roles adjusted over the last three years in your branches where, I mean, I would imagine your branch managers still are doing many of the same things, but your your tellers, especially during the pandemic, took on increased roles. How did it change at City? Yeah, I mean, it definitely has. I mean, we are reimagining the formats for sure, but you can't just reimagine the format. You have to rethink about the roles that we have. And we survey our clients, we engage with, we do customer research, we listen to our clients to find out what's important to them in their experience in, in the bank. And, uh, you know, in the in the olden days, uh, you know, the, the largest number of humans that were in a branch were our tellers. And as transactions have migrated to, to digital capabilities, we've changed the way we think about the roles in the branch. And, and what clients have told us is, you know, they want to be welcomed and they want advice and guidance and they want to be educated. And so we've responded to that. We've moved away from tellers and long lines towards providing advice and more focused experience for, for clients and aligning our people resources in the, in the branch to match up with that objectives. For example, um, we implemented a role called a concierge. The great thing about it was it was an opportunity to promote and, and develop tellers, but we're taking that person, that employee from behind the teller line and putting them in the lobby um, and they're greeting clients and they're building a relationship with a customer and they're dual entitled. They can process transactions and open accounts and do a name or address change and really have the responsibility for shepherding the client experience. And that may include introducing a specialist like a home lending officer or a wealth advisor or a banker for more complex interaction. And uh, after we did this, after we introduced this concierge, uh, we've seen that they are three times more productive in sales and referrals than a teller was. And branches that have concierges 
have higher client experience scores. We use net promoter score to measure client experience. And so this is something that is now widespread throughout our footprint. We're also adding more bankers because advice and guidance has become more dominant in terms of what clients want. And so we're responding to that with more bankers, both in the branch and remotely uh, that are there for our clients. Uh, So it really has been a shift in how we think about the roles and adapting them to meet the needs of our customers and and to create a better experience for them. So one of the obvious impacts of the pandemic was uh, a complete shutoff, pretty much shutoff, of branch visits. And from the standpoint of, as you mentioned early in the podcast, the customers learned how to use digital uh, capabilities, knew, found out how to do the mobile deposit, found out ways to use the ATM maybe differently than they ever had. Maybe they never made a deposit in ATM and only used it for cash. So we, we saw a tremendous drop in the number of transactions at branches. To what percentage do you think they'll come back or have they come back? Yeah, I know you're taking a guess because nobody has that answer, but are you seeing them come back or are you seeing, you know, a rather significant drop off in number of actual visits to the branch? Yeah, so that's a great question, right? And and we certainly saw a significant drop off in interactions in the branch right at the beginning of the pandemic. There was a lot of uncertainty and fear and significant lockdowns across communities across the United States. And, you know, the lowest uh, volume of transactions that we had or visits to the branch occurred in April of last year. And then, you know, as as clients sort of got more comfortable with the environment and we put protections in place, uh, we did see people begin to return to the branch. And the, the protections that we put in place were really important. And as we face the pandemic, our number one priority was the health and safety of both our city colleagues and our customers. And so everything from plexi screens to hand sanitizer stations to mandatory uh, facial coverings, and even we were able to offer our employees free rapid at-home COVID testing. And once the employees were safe, felt safe in the environment, they also were able to convey that to customers. And we started to see customers return into the bank branch. So transaction volumes have come back. They're not all the way back to pre-COVID levels. But what's been interesting is branch level sales have returned to pre-pandemic levels. And what's even more noteworthy of that is that you know, our digital accounts became even more prominent as we faced the pandemic and people turned to digital uh, as a tool to open accounts. And our digital accounts now represent half of all the accounts we open. So branch sales are back to pre-pandemic levels. Digital account opening has increased. So digital has really become an additive growth vector for Citi and supports our digital-led strategy. So uh, we're, we're seeing a mix of things that are happening We also, you know, client patterns have shifted as well, right? As people have been in a work at home environment, we also have been using data to understand how our clients are interacting with us. And obviously we see people were uh, interacting with us at, at high clips in suburban locations and less so in some of the urban locations. It's still 
to be determined uh, what the long haul is going to be because companies are still thinking about their return to work strategy. Everything from you can work permanently at home to hybrids to uh, come on back into the office. So we will use data and client insights to monitor that over, over time and respond accordingly based on how our clients behave. So you talked about the fact that and we're familiar with the fact that a lot of the city distribution networks in the urban areas, and they were the most impacted by COVID from the standpoint of shutdowns. Fewer people are visiting the center city. As you said, businesses are closed. So many organizations believe there's a direct correlation between customer acquisition success, relationship growth, and branch network configuration. Do you think the size and distribution of your branch network possibly impacts deposit and relationship growth, maybe from a negative perspective, from, from the perspective that, you know, you, you do have urban areas? Did it, did it seem to have a negative effect or has it more than made up for it based on your digital capabilities and the ability to open up branch, branch new branch accounts and expand relationships digitally? Yeah, so what we saw is, look, our deposit sales through our branches are back to pre-pandemic levels. Now, there's been some shift in where those are occurring. Uh, They're more heavily occurring in some of our suburban locations versus urban. But we're also seeing um, some of our downtown, like midtown Manhattan type locations, we're seeing people begin to return to the office and we're seeing a, a spike in activity in those. So, So when I look at our performance levels through the branch network, we're right back to where we were prior to the pandemic. But our ability to market to clients digitally um, has, has been a growth, a growth vector for us, right? Because we were able to educate uh, clients around how to open accounts through the digital platform. And so we're seeing a, a continued and sustained increase in accounts being opened digitally. So we see this as just additive. It's really helping in both, both places. Finally, from the size of a customer base, many of your customers are served as part of the credit card portfolio as opposed to having their primary check account at City. How does City try to move consumers either to a broader relationship via digital channels or being served by branches? Yeah, so I mean, we're we're lucky, right? We have this fantastic set of clients um, who have City card relationships with us across the United States. And We are expanding our relationship banking model, leveraging the strength of our brand and the quality and national scale of our credit card franchise, as well as our leaning wealth management capabilities. So in order to do this, right, because we have a light physical footprint, we're building on our digital capabilities and our nationwide ATM network to deliver a full breadth of services to those customers. One of our most important strategies at City is building multi-relationship customers, and, and we call these MRCs, right? MRCs. We love an acronym in banking. <laughs> and what these are, these are clients that have a deposit and lending relationship with us. And there, there are several examples of how we're marketing to our customers and providing incremental value to them to deepen their relationships with us. So for example, we'll market a cash bonus to an existing card customer who opens up a checking account with us. And recently we're targeting our American Airlines card clients and providing them with miles if they open a checking account uh, with us and, and complete the offer requirements. And 
So that's really value add for these clients because we're rewarding them in a currency that they already love and value. And in this case, it's, it's airline miles. So let's take a short break here and recognize the sponsors of this podcast. Since we focus on how banking and finance are transforming, I'd like to talk to you about three letters, FIS. From local shops to global banks, FIS is evolving commerce and helping businesses and banks transform in the digital world. FIS moves $8.1 trillion annually, serves over 90% of the world's largest private equity firms, 60% of the world's largest merchants, and 90% of the world's most innovative bank and credit unions. They have the unmatched expertise needed to advance your business. So, if you're looking to transform, then look no further than FIS Modern Banking Platform. Cloud-enabled, containerized, open and secure, it's built from the ground up to meet the unique challenges and opportunities of the digital age. The advantages are many and the value is real. Lower your costs, reduce IT burden, manage regulatory concerns, and launch new products easily, all with one flexible digital core banking platform. With FIS Modern Banking Platform, your bank can boost innovation and agility, participate in a flourishing modern ecosystem that is open, real-time, and cloud-native, and offer engaging customer experiences. The time is now, and the solution is here. FIS Modern Banking Platform. So join 80% of the world's most innovative banks by going to fisglobal.com forward slash modern banking. FIS advancing the way the world pays banks and invests. Welcome back. I'm joined today by Mindy Marcaldo, head of the U.S. Branch Network at City. We have been discussing the branch delivery strategy at City, the future of branch banking delivery, and how to support growth with new delivery models. So we're going to do a bit of a pivot here, Mindy. So part of the retail banking strategy at, at City is the partnership with Google for the Google and the City Plex account launching on Google Pay this year. According to Citi, the Citi Plus account is a digital checking and savings account built to make managing money simpler, smarter, and more rewarding with financial wellness and mobile functionality being the core of the design. How do you foresee this new initiative integrating with your brand strategy? So uh, we're really excited about our partnership with Google. Um, our collaboration with Google will really evolve digital banking, which as I've mentioned, a digital-led strategy is really core to our um, approach to serving our clients. It will also empower consumers with a simple, convenient, and personal banking experience. Um, it's really excited for, exciting for us to bring together the best of digital banking and Google's user experience expertise, uh, which we all, we all know about that as users of Google. Partnerships like this, uh, like ours with Google, offer customers the best of both worlds, a terrific digital experience on a platform they're comfortable with, and capabilities backed by the trust and expertise of a firm like Citi. And it's just another way that we'll extend our reach. Um, so we're, we couldn't be more excited about the partnership with Google. So do you see City as being uniquely positioned to basically balance a, a household name, a strong brand, with the ability to provide both digital and physical brand support? In other words, is it the best combo of scale and efficiency? I mean, I, I looked at City and most of the other partners that have signed on with uh, Google 
are relatively small organizations that are trying to build a bigger distribution network. Well, you're obviously by far the largest in scale from a standpoint of, of partnerships with Google. But on the other hand, your light branch network, mostly in big cities, really makes it so you aren't in a situation where you're going to basically work against yourself. A lot of the bigger banks, you know, building a digital strategy can almost, you know, eat away at the the core of the branch delivery. But in your case, it's an expansion model, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what we're doing and we're really excited about it. Um, We feel really great about our branch footprint and our strategy uh, for our branches is that it's well positioned for the future of banking. But we also couldn't be more excited about the capabilities of using partnerships to provide clients with a world-class digital experience. And in the end, our strategy is a digital-led strategy with a physical footprint that brings the human experience to clients both in a branch and, and through digital tools like video or Google Plex. Well, it's interesting. You know, I look at your video. I, I keep on going back in my mind to the, the discussion around the video side, and really, it, it gives you a heads up because it, it or a hand up in that you know, with something like Alexa or something like that, you have the ability right now to build across multiple channels in the way the consumer really wants to be served. But it, but it's interesting in that you're not in a situation where you're going to be working against the branch network when you're building the digital footprint and vice versa. It, it works. A, it works for each other. And again, you know, you don't need more than 700 branches to have a strong uh, household name. City is well known across all universes, uh, both in the United States and overseas. So we don't talk much about this within the normal distribution strategy, but City has a nationwide network of over 60,000 fee-free ATMs, um, which allows you to go beyond simply this, the city limits of, of some of your branch networks. Given the move to digital, the reduced reliance on cash, and the introduction of the CityPlex account, what role do you think ATMs will play in your overall strategy? Yeah, so ATMs will continue to be part of our overall strategy. Um, People still want and need cash. It's still an important part of the economy and our clients' day-to-day lives. And ATMs have been the standard for many years now since since the late 70s um, as the way that we provide 24 by 7 access to cash. And uh, while there's been a drop in activity during the pandemic, we are seeing clients return to the ATMs as communities open up. And in fact, our March ATM withdrawals uh, were basically exactly the same as as a year ago, March of 2020. And so, you know, there's still quite a bit of volume happening through ATMs as people turn to cash as a a source of payments. But what's really unique about what we offer here at City is that we're leveraging our ATM network to expand our reach and access point for clients. So, City customers have access to one of the largest fee-free networks of ATMs, really over 70,000 across the U.S. through our partnerships with Cartronics, Allpoint, and MoneyPass. So all across the country, people can access cash at both city-branded and non-branded ATMs at familiar places like Costco and CVS, Dwayne Reed, Target, and most Walgreens. And it's really super easy. We've made it really easy through the mobile app. So in in seconds, a client can locate the nearest fee-free ATM. And what we found is that across the U.S., city customers are merely minutes away from a fee-free ATM. 
And I'll use an example. We had a client in Chicago who uh, moved to Nashville during the pandemic. And he was meeting with his banker before he moved. And the banker demonstrated how to use the city locator on the mobile app. And they found over 50 fee-free ATMs within 10 miles of the client's new home. And this excited the client, right? Because he could now keep his relationship with City. He could use the ATM for cash, digital capabilities for all of his transactional activity and connect with his banker in Chicago via phone and video. So it's really a wonderful solution to continue to extend our reach across the U.S. The banking ecosystem is obviously getting very crowded with traditional and fintech players having challenges with differentiation. We, st- we start to all look somewhat alike with the real differentiation many times coming with the fintech players that are hitting specific segments in the marketplace as opposed to the broader area. So this is kind of a, a chance for you to do a little bit of a commercial possibly, but what do you see as cities differentiation in a marketplace that's just overwhelmed with providers? Yeah, so City's been serving the financial needs of clients for over 200 years, and banks are, are places people trust. And there's a sense of comfort that people have knowing uh, that City is there protecting their money. We also offer the full breadth of financial services in one place um, that supports a client throughout their life. Um, we have an integrated relationship-oriented approach to helping clients. We don't just focus on one thing like investing or lending or payments. And we get the opportunity to partner with some amazing companies to enhance what we do. For example, our partnerships with American Airlines have enriched our clients' value. We partnered with Amazon to enable clients to pay with points. Uh, these are just examples of how we, we at City are able to leverage the power of our relationship banking model to bring more uh, to our clients. And we also understand the regulatory environment and have the infrastructure to support it. And then finally, banks like City are part of the fabric of the communities where we operate. We bring access to financial services to communities. We provide financial education. We have a commitment to the communities where we operate. Uh, We help people open their first bank account, begin savings, buy their first home, or save for retirement. And this, I think, was most evident in the last year during the pandemic. Many clients and communities were struggling, and City was there to help them. Small businesses suffered, um, and we helped them get access to PPP loans. People were furloughed or faced uh, COVID-19 either themselves or their families, and we were there to help them uh, figure out how to manage their finances during the time of uncertainty. And City really cares about our clients, and especially in the toughest of times. So finally, as you look forward to what you're going to be doing in the next three to five years, and Lord knows after last year, we know we can't predict anything. <laughs> but what do you see personally as the biggest challenge that you face managing a, a branch network of 700 branches, several thousand employees, and honestly, you, you manage the customer relationship. So what do you see as the biggest challenge that you have and, and that any financial institution has in the next three to five years? Well, of course, uh, look, the immediate challenge is to continue to lead our clients and our colleagues through the pandemic and the recovery. That goes without saying. It's not quite over yet. And uh, I feel an incredible responsibility to make sure that 
we protect our colleagues in the branches and that we're there to help our clients um, as the economy recovers. But beyond that, I don't really look at this as a challenge. I think it's an incredible opportunity that City has, and that's to continue to innovate and be at the cutting edge in building seamless and easy digital capabilities um, that complement the human experience customers want from their bank. And, and for us, building an ecosystem of access points that integrates the ease of digital with the advice and guidance of expert bankers will enable us to provide the absolute best experience for our customers. Mindy, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's really been a pleasure. It's always interesting. You know, I remember, oh gosh, it's gotta be seven or eight years ago now, when City decided to redo their complete web experience and, and get rid of layers upon layers upon layers of legacy things. Because bankers, if one thing we do really well, is do things additively. We never take things away. We just add more and more and more, which makes the experience so much more difficult for the consumer. And, and it is very interesting to watch City because from my perspective, it is somewhat the best of both worlds where you have the ability to take the digital experience and simplify it and really know that it's gotta be one of the best because you don't have the branch network of, of some of your larger competitors. At the same sense, you don't have the legacy infrastructure that's going to make it so that it's going to be difficult where you're not going to be, you know, beating up each other, beat both sides of the bank. It, it's seen as a, it's a singular whole. And I, I think um, I really appreciate your time today and, and appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. What a great conversation with Minnie Mercado from uh, Citibank. It's interesting because, you know, I started the branch system myself and the branches have changed tremendously. And City is one of the organizations I look to as being a leader, not maybe from the size of branch network, but the way they view the customer relationship. As she said, they're pretty much only in the big cities, but they still serve the entire universe from the standpoint of their credit card relationships and everything else. And, and the dynamics of fiscal plus digital really comes out of the conversation we had. Thanks for listening to Banking Transform. Raise a top five banking podcast and award winner in the recent communications awards. I generally appreciate the support you provide since we started this endeavor. If you enjoy what you were doing, please be sure to follow Banking Transform in your favorite podcast app. In addition, take 30, 45 seconds to show some love in the form of review. It means the world to us. Finally, be sure to catch our recent articles on the financial brand and check out the research we're doing for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer, Leah Longbreak, audio engineer, Sean Rule Hoffman, and video producer, Will Pritz. I'm your host, Jim Bruce. Until next time, make every day a learning experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, 
and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.